This is Kat tuning in from the Philippines with some musings from my heart to yours. And it's about dealing with the aspect of ourselves that is prone to negativity and prone to finding fault and prone to thinking that the worst is going to happen. And I think oftentimes we really battle with this part of ourselves because we we hate this part. We think that it's ruining our lives and so we reject this part of ourselves and we push it away and we try to run away from it. And what often happens is those on the spiritual path grew up around a lot of negativity and a way to cope with that negativity is sometimes to go to the other end of the pendulum and be hyper positive about everything and just try to be optimistic all the time and in the process we deny the parts of us that are negative and critical and what this ends up doing is creating a fragment in our psyche that says I can't love myself when I'm having negative thoughts and beliefs and attitudes towards the world because it causes me severe pain to be thinking those kinds of things it causes me causes me severe pain to be feeling so much of this dark density inside of me and I really just desire to bring this piece in that love is the gold that fills in the cracks of our heart where we have been splintered by disappointment and hurt and let down because ultimately when we form a negative way of seeing things and a negative way of thinking it's because we're trying to protect ourselves we're trying to protect ourselves from feeling disappointed because if we already anticipate that it's going to happen and we already see the things that are going wrong and we already are worrying or complaining about everything that's not going right then it acts as this buffer it acts as a buffer from actually feeling the intensity of the disappointment because if we remain open and innocent and enthusiastic about life and then things go wrong we feel pain and we feel disappointed by life maybe some other people let us down or things didn't go the way that we had planned in our optimistic hearts and so when we find that disappointment too hard to handle and we can't process that feeling of being let down by the world, then we will create unconsciously these stagnant blockages inside of our heart that stop letting in the light of the world as a barrier, as a war, as a defense, so that we feel less pain because we know that if we open ourselves all the way up and we surrender to our state of innocence, then 
there's a chance that something might go wrong, someone else is going to hurt us, someone else is going to comment that thing about us. And so the negativity starts to cement itself inside. We start thinking for the worst that, oh, no, maybe things aren't going to happen for me, or, oh, no, not again. Oh, there's just so many things going wrong in my life right now. This isn't working out, and there's no point. And what that negativity is actually crying out for is some airtime and love and care because it is that part of us that deep down is afraid of being hurt because it's been hurt before and when you've been hurt before and you didn't know how to process it you didn't know how to feel the depths of it and alchemize it then it, it cements itself inside of your heart and creates this blockage from that stops the light from coming in and so it's like this barrier this barrier that stops us from seeing the goodness and the holiness in life. And so when it happens so many times that we feel this hurt and we're unsure what to do with it and we don't have the tools and the capacity to, to hold, the breadth and the width and the depth of that pain and that hurt and that disappointment we'll stuff it down and when that energy gets stuffed down and suppressed and blocked inside of the body it has nowhere else to go and therefore it starts manifesting as thoughts because the thoughts arise because there's no space for it to be felt inside of your vessel and it's like where else does this energy go so you start thinking negatively you start thinking about how to manage the disappointments from the world by buffering yourself with this hardened shell, this jaded shell. Believing that things are going to go wrong, things aren't going to work out. What if this doesn't work for me? What if I never really feel happy? Or what if I never really manage to feel financially stable? And, you know, all these, these worries come through because the, the thoughts... The thoughts are a manifestation of the suppressed energy of pain and disappointment. And the opposite of innocence, as in seeing the world through innocent and pure and pristine and precious eyes, seeing the world from this bright-eyed place, which is the original way that we see things in life, that is the original way that God intended for us to experience and interact with life is through pure eyes. The opposite of that is jadedness, is when your heart becomes so cemented with these feelings of letdown or feelings of failure or feelings of anxiety that you become jaded about how you see the world. And noticing the jadedness inside of us is so important because it needs... Ow! Sorry, an ant just bit my foot and that really hurt. 
the jaded part of us is actually calling out for love. It's actually calling out for space to breathe and to have its airtime. Because our unconscious reaction to negativity is either we cling to it and it becomes our identity so we start fixating on everything negative and it just becomes who we are a worried anxious overthinking negative person because it feels more comfortable when you, when you are when you are attached to it to an identity of being negative it feels more comfortable than to actually let yourself be vulnerable to being hurt in life but we have to be vulnerable in life opening ourselves up to be hurt and to experience feelings of failure so that we can actually feel the full spectrum of feeling its joy as well. And that's why we have to be vulnerable over and over again to life. And open ourselves up to the full spectrum of everything that's available in life. The pain and the disappointment and the expansion and the joy. Because if we keep on chasing only the highs and I need to feel good and I need to feel happy, I need to feel optimistic all the freaking time, guess what happens? We start to push away and deny whenever we're starting to feel low or negative instead of seeing that piece of us through the eyes of compassion. Because when someone has become so jaded and bitter and we have that aspect inside of ourselves that is jaded and, and negative, it doesn't need any more rejection. It doesn't need to be rejected even further so that we say to ourselves, I hate this part of me that feels negative. I hate that I think this way sometimes. I hate that I can be judgmental or critical or worried because it's, it's actually just our innocent self trying to find a way to cope with the inner feelings of anxiety. It's just a way to protect our heart from feeling vulnerable and, and hurt. And so, instead of pushing away that fragment of you, can you invite it in to the teepee of love? which I describe as this, this visual image of a big teepee, which is like a big tent where all of these different parts of you sit inside. There's the lonely part of you, the happy part of you, the shy part of you, the loud part of you, the positive part of you and the negative part of you. And in your original state of being, in your purity, in your innocence, all of these parts are sitting inside of the tent and the teepee of love being embraced by the warming fire of your heart that sits in the middle of the tent. So you can imagine they're all cuddled and hurdled around, huddled around this warming fire inside of the teepee of love that is the brightness of your heart, the radiance of your heart. And over time we learn to banish certain aspects of ourselves because they we deem them to not be favorable. We deem them to be ugly. We deem them to be our demons. And so, for example, we decide through our conditioning or we internalize from our conditioning and our environment growing up that the negative part of me is not welcome here in the teepee of love. And so we banish it. We throw it outside 
And you just imagine that there's this part of you, this, this sad, negative and scared part of you sit, sitting outside of the teepee of love, out in the cold, out in the rain, and feeling a lot of pain. And if you just imagine that visual, it's, it's like you've disowned this part of yourself. And when we disown any part of ourselves and it becomes this fragment, fragmented part of our psyche, we are cutting off the eternal lifeline of love from that piece of us. And we make our love conditional, saying, I can only love myself when I am being happy. And I can only love myself when I'm feeling joyful. And I can only love myself when I am feeling calm and relaxed. When, in reality, the eternal love line, lifeline of love is, is deemed eternal by God, by source, by whatever you connect to. Because it's always available and it's always there. We just have to reconnect ourselves to it. We have to plug back into the power supply of that love. And what that means is inviting in the disowned parts of us back into the teepee of love and let them know that they're welcome here. So we let the negative part of us know that it is so welcome inside and that we accept it. We say to her, I love you, I'm sorry. I know you're just hurting inside and I know you're afraid. And I know you only exist because at one point in time, I didn't have the capacity to feel the full spectrum of my emotions. And I know you're just trying to protect me. And to really be holding this perspective that I'm really sorry that you feel so much pain inside that you feel the need to become jaded about the world and to criticize or anticipate the worst. And it was such a huge realization for me when I, when I noticed that the negative part in me is literally just trying to protect me and it exists to protect me because if I anticipate the worst happening before it happens in my mind, then I, I'm almost creating this safety so that I'm not surprised and so that I'm not shocked because I've already thought about it in my head. And I speak from this place of really recently coming to terms more with this negative aspect inside of me and learning to love that part of me. Because I, I've grown up around parents who their minds are so negatively biased and they tend to find the fault in things a lot. And I used to really hate and fight with that aspect of them that I was actually seeing and hating inside of myself 
And so I was projecting onto them this hatred that I had for my own negativity onto them. Because I just thought, why on earth are you seeing life like this all the time? Why are you having so much ungratitude for life? And it's because I hadn't come to terms with my own inner negativity and my own inner critic. And the more I explore what this negativity looks like inside of me, the more I actually realize, like, fuck. The, the reason you would think that way is because you've internalized this pain and doubt from the world and from people around you. And that's where it comes from. It comes from other people and it comes from inheriting it from those who came before us. And negativity becomes this coping mechanism to deal with an uncertain world that you're trying to control all the time. And so if you always see this, the fault in things, then nothing can really hurt you deeper, at a deeper level than if you were to make yourself really, truly vulnerable and open to receiving life's joys and pleasures and life's pains and griefs and losses. And, you know, it's just really acknowledging that the pain inside of us and the negativity inside of us deserves airtime, deserves the time to breathe. And it's in recognizing this frightened aspect of self that we will learn to love it again and understand that it's not, it's not who we actually are. It might be a piece of us, but it's not the full picture and we don't always have to listen to the, the stuff it has to say in our heads. You know, and instead of trying to push that part of you away and be like, I need to think positively, this negativity must go away. I'm not fully healed if I still have negative thoughts. Instead, how can we just see it with more neutrality and compassion and just see it as, oh, curious, a part of me that is trying to keep me safe, trying to protect me but ultimately isn't really who I am and it's generally a lot of the time it's not even my own voice it's something that I've picked up from somewhere and so I invite you to reacquaint yourself with your inner negative and invite it back into the teepee of love where it can feel your warm embrace. And so that you can continue to love and see the innocence of that part of you. Because it's not actually trying to harm you or do you wrong. It's literally just a way of protecting yourself from being vulnerable again. And it's in loving the negative part of ourselves that we can show up and be vulnerable to life in spite of that voice and not let that negative part of us govern our decisions. For example, shutting ourselves off to opportunities because we already deem that it's not gonna work out or that we're not good enough for it. Or 
shutting ourselves off from love and from a, a relationship because we're already worried that it's not going to work out. And I've had my whole rigmarole with that and I found that it was actually a really painful a painful time and, and breakthrough for me with me and my beloved when I was just going through this this phase of realizing I'm I'm always seeking fault in the relationship. There's always a part of me that's like, what's that there's something wrong, like this isn't good enough. I don't feel loved enough or I don't even know if this is gonna work out. And I would question the integrity of the relationship because there was this this distorted way of perceiving where I would just feel like there's always a problem because my mind was creating so many problems my mind was just so biased towards the negative and we worked through this together and I realized that I had inherited this piece of me from being around such a dysfunctional relationship growing up uh, via my parents and you know I never really saw them being happy together and to this day, I still really don't see or feel the happiness or love between them. And being exposed to that for all of my life left this imprint on me that I don't know how to be happy, fully happy with someone. There's always got to be a problem. There's always going to be something that's not working and not going right. There's always got to be some sort of tension or conflict. And... I'd never seen and experienced a healthy model of what it looks like to be fully happy and at peace and contented in a relationship. And so I realized that I had absorbed a lot of that energy and that heaviness, even with a man that is so wonderful and so brilliant and who gives me so much. And yeah, I've just seen, I've seen, I'm getting a bit emotional because I just feel like I've seen, I've seen so much heaviness and density inside of my parents and just how much negativity has formed inside of them as a result. And I used to really get annoyed and irritated and I was, I was in such a triggered state whenever they would be negative. I'd be like, oh, why do you have to be negative? Like, stop being negative. And I realized that that's the way that I was interacting with my own negativity is being like, stop being negative. Like just cut it out, quit it, just be happy. Instead of actually approaching that, that part of me with tenderness and with care. And because when you see someone being so negative, you've got to understand that they, they've endured a lot of pain and they didn't know how to, to deal with it. That they, um, they just formed this way of being where they're, they're seeing the worst in things. And I think that's really sad. It actually caused me a lot of grief to feel that in my heart of like, wow, you haven't, you can't even let joy penetrate you anymore. You, you don't even feel connected to your ability to feel pleasure in life because so much negativity is crystallized inside of you as a way to protect yourself from the world. And it's through these, these insights and observing in the people that I love and in myself that I realized that our negativity actually really needs to feel safe. It needs to feel like it is welcome, but it's not the whole picture. And it's not the totality of who we are. And we get to decide whether we listen and allow our 
expression and our decisions to be governed by the negative thoughts? Or can we really just see them as this innocent part of ourselves that is, is craving love? So I would love to know what this re relit in your heart so you can relight the spark in your life and your expression again. And thank you so much for listening and for receiving lots of love.